0: You're going to want to listen to this episode because today I'm talking with Karen Stewart, who owns Tangled Roots Herbal. And she is sharing the story of how she has been struggling with cash flow issues in her multi six figure business. So today I'm going to walk Karen through the steps she needs to take so that she understands what's causing her cash shortage. And then we're going to talk about potential remedies. She gets to decide how she's going to fix this. I feel like this is a great lesson that every single store owner can use to check the financial health of their business. So come join me. We're just going to get started. We're going to break it down and help Karen with her cash flow.
1: Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce
0: business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey, this is a really special episode and you might want to just listen a couple of times because a few weeks ago, I did an episode about why so many of us who have uh, product-based businesses really suffer with cash flow issues and actually how it makes us feel that we're failing and how difficult it is for us to run our businesses effectively when we're feeling like that. And the outreach that I got from that of the people who reached out to me from that episode was kind of amazing. And one of the people who reached out to me was Karen Stewart, who I know well, and she has a great business in New Hampshire. And she has been struggling with cash flow issues, not, not silently, I knew this, for the better part of a year, maybe even a little bit longer. And I asked her after that episode, she she reached out to me, and I asked her if she would be willing to share on a podcast. Let's talk about this. And, and really, yes, of course, I want to help Karen. But Karen is doing this really generously to help everybody else who might be in a similar situation. And for a couple of reasons, to let you know that it's it's kind of normal, sadly, <laughs> that it's not that you're a huge giant loser because you're actually still smart and you're still a good merchant and all those things. You just don't know what you don't know. And also for you to know that you can, like most of these problems are fixable. And so I'm going to stop talking for a minute. I'm going to introduce you to Karen, who is here and i have her financials in in front of me and uh and we're just going to talk about where she is right now what um what i see after talking to her and asking uh some questions and what i think she could do to get her uh you know change her situation and so karen thank you so so much for putting on your big girl pants and joining <laughs> me today thank you um
1: thank you susan i really appreciate this i just trust and love you to death. And I don't know that there's a better person for me to share this with other than all of the listeners. It's a highly emotional experience. Um, It's supposedly normal, um, but it does have a great impact. And while this is somewhat embarrassing and emotional, um, it's also something that I really felt very passionately about doing with you. Because if it helps just one person know that you can dig your way out of this, uh, that's to me such a great, great goal. And so here I am,
0: warts and all. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I have to tell you that I have been here, I have friends with product based businesses who have been in this position. And sadly, it is normal. And it's really about education. So we really don't understand how our businesses work 100%. And part of it is we don't have that education. The other part is that we're too close. And so let's talk about your current situation. So you mm-hmm. own Tangled Roots Herbal. right? You have a brick and mortar and a website. Right. So just, just, just give us the quick and dirty of um, what got you here. a lot of different things. Um,
1: And as we talked about a little earlier, it's, it's things I can control and things I can't control. Some of the things that I have done, I kind of veered off my path of marketing to a particular audience. I also overspent on inventory. I also have my customers are buying different products and services from me that have lower margins. And I thought I could spend my way out of this. Okay.
0: I'm going to add one thing to that because I know you so well. I also know that you made the classic mistake that so many of us make. Of I've had a podcast episode about this. I have to find it. It's really about hiring a contractor and just trusting them to give you a result and not uh, taking ownership. Like it's really abdicating your ownership. So I know that you had a contract. You can talk now.
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. I had a contractor working on providing advertising and things along those lines, advertising on Google and the monthly cost of it was three times what I was spending on actual ads. I didn't have a lot of feedback with regard to what those ads were doing. I didn't even know how they worked. And so I just absolutely positively, blindly followed. And when we did the mastermind, (laughs) it was painfully obvious that I was making a really expensive mistake and I'm still paying for that expensive mistake.
0: Super common. Lots of people do it. We think, okay, we have a problem. I don't know anything about this, but this person says they can fix it. Take all my money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't work so well. And I think uh, so, for everyone knowing that you were in a, a, the mastermind at the time, it's you're not a low volume business, but your sales have decreased in the yes. last couple of years. And um, so, business has been tougher for you than it had been. And so, you kind of gradually got yourself from a um, profitable, cash flow positive business to a place where you're like, ooh. I'm I need some like I've got I'm paying people off in installments. Yes, have some debt I need to pay. I feel really crappy. I'm worried. like what's your biggest fear?
1: Oh, um, the sense of failure and the shame around that. I very much identify m- my personality with my success, yeah um. This is utterly horrifying, and the fact that it spins out of control, the more I try to control it or think I am Thank you, um, it, you know it really gets a little bit more emotional and i it absolutely I'm too close to this, obviously, it's my life um but it's affecting everything it's affecting my health, it's affecting my my relationship my marriage um it's affecting my, my incredible stress levels. And it's, it's not a matter of just working more. It's, it's oh. working. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't work more. So yeah.
0: it's not about working more for sure. No, it's not. So, so I've been like, you know, I felt like this, there are many people listening today who feel like this right now or have in the past. And what I want to, um to, to do next is talk to you about, the facts, yes. What are the facts, and what is the decision that you need to make? I mean, we need to come to that point. What is the decision you need to make? But what are the facts you need to make a good decision? Because what we know is you can't do this for another year. Your mm-hmm. biggest fear is actually that your business will fail and that you'll just walk around like a big loser. Yep. But you're not. And and what we need to do is figure out what you need to know to make a good decision. We need to process those facts, analyze them, and then think about what kind of outcome would be a good outcome for you in this this place. But before we even do that, we need to to figure out why. Why is this happening? And so what is the root cause of your cash flow issues? And for any of you who are listening, and I have been this way, if your financials are not up to date, you are just fooling yourself. Yep. <laughs> and so I have to commend Karen, her financials are up to date. Uh-huh. And so when she uh, approached me, I could say, send it to me, I'm going to look at it. And then I was able to make a decision that is, or, you know, or, or some observations that aren't attached to all the nuances of the business that most of you, Karen included, think they can't control. But let me tell you, you can control everything. You just maybe don't feel like it today, but but you can. And so if you're if you're feeling like this and you don't have your financials up to date, that's job one for you. You must do that. And it'll feel like you're standing naked and you will be horrified. But that's your road to fixing your problem. And so there you go. Just go do it. So Karen, let's talk about you. And your numbers, Mm -hmm. and your situation. So these are the facts from what I see from your income statement and your balance sheet. So here, here's the fact. First fact is that your year-to-date income is seventy-two thousand five hundred and seventy, which I know is much reduced from previous years, but that's Mm -hmm. a fact. And your year-to-date cost of goods is 37,216. Yes. So your gross margin is 48.8%. And that is a combination of your uh, brick and mortar retail sales and your online sales. And we talked Correct. about what the split is. And the split is about it's it's between a fourth and a third is right. online, the rest is in your brick and mortar location. Correct. So so here's what we need to talk about next. And I can give you my notes. You, you don't have to, unless it makes you feel better to have busy hands. Yes. <laughs> here's what we need to talk about next is that when we are as product-based people, when we talk about our margin in percentage, it makes us feel like we're hitting a number. And so even at 48.8%, your margin is too low, okay. way too low. But what I want to talk to you about, and I want everyone who's in the situation to to go have a look. I want to talk to you about margin in dollars rather than in percentage, because if we have a margin, say it's recommended to have a 55% margin, and we do, and we tick that box, we think we're good. But the truth is that a 55 or in your situation, a 48 0.8% margin on a $10 product is a lot different than a 48.8% margin on a $100 product. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to look at is margin contribution dollars. Okay. So margin contribution dollars is really just, okay, my margin is 48.8%. How much is that of my like, what is that in dollars? And I just take that forty-eight point eight percent, and I multiply it. Like I take, actually, I take your sales, your seventy-two thousand, and multiply it by forty-eight point eight. And so, what I know is that your margin contribution dollars are thirty-five thousand four hundred and fourteen. Oof! Right. I, I your can see something your here. expenses, yeah. your date, are forty nine <clears> thousand four hundred and seven dollars. Okay, and you did not know that, did you?
1: Nope. I didn't. Wa- I did not want to know that. Honestly, I don't. I, I. This is hard to to swallow. Yeah.
0: We okay. all don't want to know these things, but here's <laughs> here's what I here's what I just want to to make clear to you is that even though you don't want to know that, those are the things that nobody talks about. They just look mm-hmm. at your margin. But you have been paying a financial professional for yes. a long time to get your books straight. And and it's kind of an abdication again. Yes. Like the, like the, you know, the Google guy. Yeah. And that you didn't set any expectation for them. No. And so they just do that thing, send you your stuff. And nobody says, hey Karen, <laughs> you are not profitable. No.
1: I am not getting that. I uh, know,
0: and I've asked.
1: But you know, I've asked. How do I get help for this? Because I know that there's something. I know something's not right. Did I have the number staring at me in the face and 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 saying, "Whoa, this is really wrong"? No, I didn't. I can see my my savings account said there was something wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when we hire someone like. Uh, that and I know that you're actually still paying them because you had a more expensive plan and you you had to like say go down to the cheaper plan and I'm going to pay you off in installments. So they already know that you have a cash flow issue, and it's uh, it's it's a little bit um, negligent. Okay, keep shooting. You. This is just my personal opinion. Fair this enough. No personal okay. opinion. It's a little bit negligent on their part not to say anything, but it's really negligent on your part. Not just yes. because what we tend to do is when we don't, when we have this problem, we just think, "Oh, I'm going to go out and sell more." That's my problem. That's what I'm going to yes. do. But you have a root problem. Yes. Your margin is too low, and yes. so right now, today, right as of April, uh, I think May thirtieth, right May thirty first, yes. you uh, have a cash shortfall of thirteen thousand nine hundred ninety three dollars, and that's why you are broke. Yes. Right. Because you don't your margin contribution dollars are not enough to cover your expenses. Okay. And here's some other facts that you need to know. Your wages are 46.4 percent of your expenses. So that's what you owe the government and the actual wages you pay out. Forty six point four percent of your expenses. So push in half. I yes. half of your 49,000 are your wages. Okay. So your total employment expense, and it's not you guys, it's not Karen getting the money because I already checked. <laughs> nope. It would be better, it would be an easier conversation anyway. It be, I'd be happy if it was me. I would be like, right. hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, this is so common that you're the last person to get paid. So your total employment, oh, no, I'm sorry. So your wages are 46 Point four percent Your rent and your utilities are 14% of your expenses. So every day when you wake up, 84% of your available margin dollars is spoken for.
1: Wow, that's high. What what would an a, an appropriate target be? Like I'm
0: going to tell you. <laughs> All right. So so when I look at this, so your available margin dollars, because this is going to be confusing for some people, we'll definitely need to do a video for this too. Okay. I just had to check and make sure we're recording. Um, so here's the here's the thing. So your available margin dollars are 35,414. But if I add up your your payroll expense and your rent expense, it's 29,886. That is a full 84% of every dollar you have available to pay for stop.
1: That's not even counting inventory, is it? Nope. Not even cost of goods sold.
0: Well, cost of goods solds are taken off at the top. At the top, okay. The cost of goods solds is what dictates your gross margin. So look at um, here are all my sales. Here's what it cost me in product, I and mean, usually we include shipping in that. And then here's the the amount of money that's left. We're taking that as a percentage of sales. Gotcha. So- Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. This stuff is hard. And we all need to be more literate. And I learned this the hard way. Let's not forget this. Okay. So so here's what I'm going to recommend for you. Okay. The first thing is that you have to make an overarching change to how you think. Okay. And you're like a total woo princess. So when I tell I you to change your mindset, yeah. You can onboard that. So here's what I see with this business, with the brick and mortar business and with the online business. And we didn't tell everyone what you sell. So maybe we'll take a minute to tell them what you sell. Okay.
1: So I sell dried organic herbs, incense, soaps, candles, stones, all of the woo woo stuff that appeals to healers and herbalists, which is et cetera. Those are my people.
0: And you sell services.
1: Classes. And we also sell services. So we sell classes. We do massage, Reiki, and readings available both in shop as
0: well as um, online. Okay. All right. So So that's what Karen sells. And what I want you to onboard is that you're a specialist, that there's not yes. one thing that you sell that is a commodity. No. This is not Target or Walmart or even Amazon here. That's lesson number one. You are a specialist. I wake up. I am a specialist.
1: Yes. Correct.
0: Sell as a commodity rule number two, I get to decide what I sell. I need to take a look at what I'm actually selling. Okay. Rule number three, do not use your website to replicate your physical brick and mortar store.
1: That is huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm.
0: It's huge. Tell me, tell me why it's huge to you
1: because I feel as though because we have so many skews. I mean, when you sell 125 different stones or 125 different herbs, that that adds up. And I'm feeling like and we talked a bit about this in the mastermind. And ever since then, I have been paying a lot of attention to what my best sellers are online. And I really feel as though I I've got the data to back up what we talked about now to say I think that I sell too much stuff online <laughs> and I don't think that the store needs to be replicated online. The environment of the store does, but the products don't. And I think that by selling too many things online, I'm confusing people and I'm not, I'm not getting as many sales as I
0: should be for the things that I can sell at higher margin. Okay. So I think that's a, uh, that's a good thought. Right. I'm going to tell you why I think you shouldn't do it in a minute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, um actually I'll just tell you now. All right. Hit me. So I think you're looking at it from a get more sales perspective. Okay. And I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I'm there are a couple of things that I'm I'm looking at it for. Number one is nobody can possibly look at all that crap. Right. Right. Nobody can yes. possibly ever look at all that crap. It creates inventory confusion for you because is this on my POS or is it on my store? It yes. also creates it creates it does and you said this it creates customer confusion. Who is this yes. for? Like who yes. is this for? But most importantly, I think it's keeping you poor and and not just not just on your website. It's actually keeping you poor. All this stuff you sell, yes, over the place. And so what I want you to say, or what I want you to know is that when I run your numbers, you need at least a 70% gross margin just to break even. Okay. But I also want to tell you that you have, and you may have this in the store, I don't know this, but certainly online, you have a pile of stuff that is the bucks, and $10 and seven dollars yes. And you can't like sometimes you can like the difference. For example, tell me one of your best sellers. Uh,
1: uh, lavender.
0: Okay, so <laughs> how much is lavender?
1: Uh, let's say lavender is 330 a half an ounce.
0: Okay. Three and, and how much does it cost you?
1: It costs me a
0: dollar. Costs you a dollar. So you feel like you're getting lots of margin with that 330, right? Herbs
1: and stones are definitely a margin, are, are where I have my margin. Other products that I carry in the shop do not, okay. but herbs and stones, absolutely.
0: Okay. So you make $2.30 every time you sell half an ounce of lavender, but somebody mm-hmm. has to go scoop it, put it in a bag mm-hmm. and give it to them, right? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so so whatever you're paying the person that's doing that. Yep it's probably costing you more than $2 and 30 cents. Absolutely. That's why your overhead is 84% of your expenses. Okay. And so, so you can't afford to sell a half an ounce of lavender. You either, or a half an ounce of lavender has to be $6. Okay. And I don't know whether, because I don't know your industry. So that would be presumptuous of me to say, but remember they're coming for you. They're not coming. Like right. I saw you had essential oils on there. And I'm like, well, they're the same price as Target's essential oils. What the heck? Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't know, but I know that you might have rules in your head, but you can't afford to sell one ounce or half an ounce. So maybe you can afford to sell a relaxation bundle that has four uh, half ounces and it's you know $24 and it's packaged exactly. and it's out the door. But you are no, educating this experience that people are having in your store online, and it doesn't translate well anyway. It just causes overwhelm. Show them the things, sell the things. don't when someone emails you and says, "Well, I just want this, you'll say, "Oh well, come and visit us in New Hampshire. I don't know, but that you can't you can't cater to that kind of that kind of selling. You just can't do that on We can't do that online. I don't think you can afford to do it in your store either. Yeah. But, but that's the problem is that even though it feels like that has a great margin, it's not yeah. creating the margin contribution dollars you need. Okay. And so what I think you need to do, so here's, here's the part that I'll send you the notes, but this is the part to write down. You need to set a margin contribution dollar amount for every single product. Okay. And you either need to raise the prices to reach that margin contribution dollar minimum, or bundle the products, absolutely. Or both, <laughs> yes. So I'm not saying that you don't need to um, pare down your selection and make this for one person. I think you actually need to go to your website, decide who it's for, and then create a scalable product. Like create a path. <clears throat> and you're you. This is an interesting. Like when I think about let's think about Shannon Cates. So Shannon Kate's has the bird moss box. It's a magical yes. Mold very, fair, you know, all that stuff. So she's got tons and tons of hundreds and hundreds of subscribers and it's an interest. Your business is an interest too. And so you can create the story and set the stage and you create your website for one person. You don't have like a gajillion products and categories and the biggest uh, drop down menu I've ever seen. You don't have any of that. You have very limited things but you create the story around those things and why people would want them. Okay, so that, that's what I would. That's what I would recommend. Okay. But you have to have those dollars to cover your overhead. Okay. Your just to be break even, you need a seventy percent gross margin.
1: All right. That's that's a tall order to go from forty eight to seventy. Is it? Let's talk in six months, and I'll let you know how it goes. Okay.
0: Give me the reasons why you couldn't do that.
1: I think that I can with some of the products. Some of my products, like I sell books or tarot decks, and those prices are pretty much set by the yeah, the prices um, on the book pu- publishers. Yeah, but your point about bundling is: if I sell a book, maybe there's a bundle of herbs that can match that because it's going to be an herbal book. So there's there's something there. If it's a book on soap making, maybe it's bundling a book in with soap making supplies, things along those lines. I think I can definitely maybe it's do
0: that. Right. Maybe it's a kit.
1: Oh, it would be, oh my God. Don't lack for ideas on things that I can do. Right. Manpower is going to be hard because it's just two of us. Essentially so we're going to talk that. about that. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. So, so I want you to think about that one person for the website minimum margin contribution dollars you force you get to decide what people buy this is an interest like shannon's box i believe is $50 yep and and it's an interest and she tells a story about it and she's just one example but you've just said oh i got all this stuff in the store let's get it online yeah right yeah. okay all right so let's talk about wages so wages a good rule of thumb for wages is 15 to 18 percent of your sales. It's okay. a good rule of thumb. And so, so what you have is 32 percent of sales. Ooh, all right. So if I gave you a pile of seventy-two thousand dollars, and then I said, "Okay, now go and take 32 percent of that and give it to whoever is managing your store," you'd be like, "Ooh!" But because this is happening in the background. It's it's kind of horrific, but you need a plan. You need a plan to bring this 18% of sales down or this uh, 32% of sales down to 18% in Q3 and Q4. And right now that 18% of sales, if you were on track is about $2,600 a month.
1: Okay. So question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you have strategies around doing something along those
0: lines? Oh, you're not going to like them though.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, to be fair, so to explain a little bit further, so a lot of that wages also comes from contractors. Mm -hmm. So the audience knows that that it's not, I'm not paying, I'm only paying one person hourly rate to manage the store. The other amounts come from services that we book Mm -hmm. that are paid out. And that's where I'm, that's where you're going to, that's where you're cutting, isn't it? (laughs)
0: I don't know that you need to cut. So here's my, my take okay. on this. And I don't have all the answers for you. But, okay. but what I do want to, to make sure that you're very clear on is okay. this, you get to decide. You, there's nothing you have to do. You right, know, right, right, right. get to decide. And, and my feeling is that, yes, your labor is high compared to what your sales are. But I'm not saying that you need to go cut with a wide swath. I think you need to decide what this business looks like in six months, and work your way towards that. Okay, and being very aware of these things that I'm pointing out to you, like this is this. It didn't take you three months to get into this situation. It's not going to take you three months to get out. No, No. it's not. But but if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Right, and it's going to you are going to hit a wall because even if you just took that. Thirteen thousand dollars cash flow, and you divide that by five months. That's like I don't know, not that much, right? Three grand oh, a month, it's sort of. Not even, right? Yeah, but a year from now, that's going to be another thirty-six thousand dollars that you've got on a personal line of credit, or a lo- you know another loan, or or you just give up. And so you have to fix that now can fix it overnight okay. because you want to make good decisions. But you, what, like, no knowledge is power. Yeah. So, so you get to decide. But right now, if you wanted to keep that in line, it would be around twenty six hundred dollars a month. Okay. Now the good news is that rent and utilities are super cheap for you. So they yeah. are often always or not all often always. They are often 15 to 18% of sales as well and yours are 9.6% of sales. Woohoo. <laughs> but we need to come back to the fact that your biggest opportunity to create a business that pays you well. Right. Online. Yes. What is the population of your town?
1: Nashville I think is it about 100,000. Okay.
0: So a brick and mortar store really has the potential to create like, you know, your stuff is a little weird.
1: <laughs> oh, you come know, on.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's super cool. But, um, but, but it's not mainstream.
1: It is not mainstream. Right. It does not, not appeal right? to everyone. Right? Of, let's say out of that hundred thousand people, maybe 5,000 might be interested. Right.
0: So th- that's your pool of people. We're online. Okay. Your pool with a singular message, a pool of people is much bigger. So I want you to remember that even though you love the store, your biggest opportunity is online.
1: Absolutely. I could not agree with you more.
0: Okay, And, And let's just share with everyone that your online sales are up how much this year?
1: 22%.
0: 22%. And your brick and mortar stores are down how much this year?
1: 15%. 15%.
0: But when we look as a percentage of your time and your, you know, your bum having to be in the chair and your stress with having somebody open and close the store, how much of your energy goes into the store?
1: 110%.
0: Okay. And I've had brick and mortar stores. So I appreciate all the moving parts that goes with that. It's not as easy as just to say, well, this change. But here's what I want you to decide. I want you to decide who will you be for? Because right now you've got a bunch of people. Do we really need to be offering Reiki in our store and then fighting with the contractor about how much, like what you're going to pay for and what you're not going to pay for? And when your overhead cost is 84% of the profit you make, like your fixed costs, 84% of the profit you make, right? Right. Do you need to even be having that conversation or do you need to be saying, well, this has really been great. Thank you so much, but I'm going in a different de- direction. So, but that will be the last day we're booking services for you.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a, a big, i got to think about that one a lot because okay. I think that that's, I, I, and I know everybody has their own free will. We can make our own decisions and all of all of those things. That's a huge one because first of all, it's so near and dear to my heart. You know that the, these are these big decisions that are really hard to make because it's the way we've done it before, and I've always thought, oh, I've always made money on it, but I don't.
0: I don't make no. Money on you it. lose money every time someone <laughs> walks in the door for a reiki appointment. So, is there a way I can bundle it? <laughs> well, maybe, but I think I think your options are you need to make more money on it. Okay. Right? Yep. So you either have to charge more or you have to pay her less. Okay. Right. Or yep. I guess you can bundle it. Hmm. Or you have to, or you have to decide that as much as you love it, it doesn't fit with what you're doing now, because what you love even more is being able to sleep at night.
1: Oh, wouldn't that be lovely?
0: Right. And so every time somebody walks in for one of those services, I want, or books one, I don't want you to go, oh, yay, because you said that I'm really making a lot more sales on services. But what you're really doing is subsidizing the overhead for the people who are. Are and they won't see that. Like, that's a conversation you don't even need to have unless you're putting their prices way up. Okay. But, but you are, you're subsidizing it. Remember, 84 cents out of every dollar you make from one of those services is already spent. And that's before you pay your copywriter, before you pay your bookkeeper, before you have a Google ad, before you write anything about Reiki or whatever it is, you probably actually lose you know, you probably actually lose 20 bucks every time somebody books one of those appointments. Wow, there's okay. a good healthy dose of reality, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the message, okay. underlying message is you get to decide. I'm not telling you don't, I'm just telling you the reality of where you are now.
1: Yeah, but the reality is, is that that has to change. I can't keep on doing the same stuff. Oh. So how do I get creative about doing that? If If I, I can't keep on doing it the same way. So yeah.
0: Okay, all right. So, you know, um, so who will you be for? Because right now you're for too many people. That's yes. you have to decide. And I would say that that applies to the brick and mortar too, sadly. Yes. Um, what is your scalable products? What are your, what's your scalable collection and your products? What is it? Okay. What is the thing that I can be known for? What is the thing that people would say? Oh, Karen at tangled roots, herbal hint. Okay what does she do? What is the outcome when I go in there? What does she do? Okay. What are you known for? What can you scale? What can you scale? And I I don't, I don't feel like it's tarot cards, but no, (laughs) no, I mean,
1: you know, it's, it's one of those things when, and you're kind of making me think of something that I always looked at as being a positive and maybe it's not. And that's that I always felt as though we offered breadth and depth There are so many shops like mine, especially up in this neck of the woods that have just like one focus, you know, or they'll have, you know, they're, they're known for, I don't know, they've got herbs and they have a little bit of other stuff, but they might just be herbies or it might be super metaphysical stuff. And they might have like really high-end stones and all of the accoutrements for that type of thing. And I've always been a, a... What customers have always remarked and what they say they like about it is that we have such breadth and depth, that we're not just herbs, that we're not just stones, that we do have the metaphysical, that we do have the spiritual, that we have a lot of different areas, but maybe that's just too much. And it's just, it's just, it's
0: right now, it's just too much. Well, it's, it's, I, well, I, my opinion is that it's too much. But but you get to decide. But what it definitely is, the numbers tell you, it's too cheap. Okay. You your bills. All right. So whatever you're doing is is it's costing you three grand a month to wake up.
1: It's yeah. costing
0: you a hundred dollars a day to wake up. That's just too expensive. I and I oh. I'm not even sleeping. <laughs> right. And it's not too expensive. It's it's gonna it's gonna bury you. Yeah, you need to wake up yeah. and make $500 every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that I think that's it. So, who will you be for? What is your scalable collection of products? And then my last thing is what is your 100% digital product? Because I looked at your website and I see that you are offering you know, all these services and I'm not even clear on whether that's just a really a booking service for the store or you actually offer anything digitally. But what I do see is you have a lot of the herbs. When I asked you about the product, it was the lavender right away. I think you were the herbalist. You offer uh, herbal like, classes. Like, yes. that's, your, that's your digital scalable product. Right. And when you do that, you get 100% of the money. Yes. When, you do, when you do that in your store, you get 100% of the money. Yes. Do you really need the Reiki customer or do you need to make that story so darn good That I want to do, I want to be an herbalist, or I want to do whatever it is you do in there. But but you you have the ability to have a hundred percent digital product.
1: Yeah, I do. There's so much. There's so much potential content. There really is.
0: Right, but you can't do all the potential content. Mm -hmm. Your first job is to solve the problem. Okay. So and then I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Well, actually, we talked about the. abdicating our responsibility and hiring people. The other thing I want to talk about is the Shopify capital loan. Can you just share with everybody? Because I've talked about this before, and I've heard it anecdotally so many times from people. Can you just talk, tell everyone how you feel about that now? So I found
1: myself with a pretty hefty credit card. My Amex was maxed out, and it was costing, what, 22% an interest per month. And so, you know, Shopify kept on sending, oh, you know, Shopify (laughs) Capital Advance. And it's, you know, do this, do that. You can get thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. Happy day. So easy. Three days, we'll have money in your bank account. And so I looked at this as an opportunity to get some cash, maybe refinance my debt from 22% to 9%. I knew I'd still be paying a vague, but that it wasn't 22%. And I took a little extra to invest in some inventory, pay off some debt, blah, blah, blah. And the the turnaround, if you will, or you, the, what they expected was that they would take 14% of my sales daily. Mm-hmm. I've done that through other providers before, and it was 14 or whatever the, the percentage was, it was through credit card sales. Shopify is a little different for anyone going into it, you know look at it from the perspective of they take not only your credit card sales but also your cash sales per day and so 14% i thought you know with sales going the way they were i was up in january and february no problem i can handle 14% and when sales started to teeter a little bit in march and april and i started to see my cash crunch really going and now that it's really solidified i i am realizing oh what a mistake i have made and um, it it was such a temporary fix, and short-term. super short term
0: debt, right? Super short term, super
1: short term debt. So they expected my payoff to be in September. So literally, I mean, I've shared numbers with everything before. I took almost nineteen thousand dollars in January to pay all of this stuff, and the expectation is is that it's paid off by September. That's what nine months. <laughs> Yeah, so two grand a month. I mean, there the first couple of months it was you know three grand, almost four grand because my sales were up, and then as they went down, that means that that payback period is actually pushing beyond September, which only makes the cash crunch that much diff- more difficult. And
0: what we discussed. I just want everyone to understand that from a practical point of view, like from a, a user point of view, but we, because we all do that, that feels like the quick. Quickest way to get the result we want, and and I guess if you had um, taken that loan and and resolved this this problem that you have, yeah. it might be a little bit better. But it's just not possible to pay that much money back that quickly and and operate your business in the same way. And so I think that everyone should know that if you take that loan back, understand or if you take that loan, understand why you're taking it understand um how it's going to impact your cash flow and also like think about if that's the best way to run your business because sale more sales we usually do it because we think okay I can get more sales <laughs> yeah. I can buy more stuff I can sell right. more stuff yeah to solve everything but when you like when i tell you that 84% of every like your margin problem <laughs> if you'd solved your margin problem in january might be having a, a more positive conversation And so let's just wrap it up. Like, thank you so much. This is the longest podcast episode I've ever recorded. (laughs) Don't be sorry. So here's here's what I think you need to do. Number one, I think that you should sit down and think about what you can do to generate some really good revenue right now, just to get your money back because you do have around twenty six thousand dollars sitting in inventory, and you know that there are things that you are going to eliminate. So what can you do in the next few weeks to generate a lump of cash okay? because that'll make you feel better and eliminate some of the stuff. But then the next thing I want you to do is I want you to make some decisions. And so I would start with making a decision of what is a good outcome for me by the end of this year? Where am I going? What do I want to do? And when I think about what a good outcome is, I'm not talking necessarily about sales, right? I'm talking right. about what does my business look like? Because right. right now your business is taking up all your head and more. So my best advice to you, Karen, would be get rid of all those service providers, get rid of a bunch of product lines and work on not having a retail store, a brick and mortar store. And that not that might not be what you want. And that's okay, because to me, that's the straightest line to a life where you have the income you want. You have flexibility because you told me you hate the fact that you have to have retail hours. But I think you should think about some other things. I don't imagine that you have a lot of walk-in foot traffic that actually buys a lot. I think you're a destination for your store. And I think that right off the bat, you could change your store hours. Okay. Okay. Even though they're already not normal store hours, I think you get to decide when you make these sales and you're a good communicator, you have a great email program, you have loyal customers, I think you can do that. So I think you could eliminate some, you need more time and headspace. And I, like, I know you're working on a store manager, and I just don't know that like i don't i don't see the upside for you in your brick and mortar location like the ups, the trajectory for your online store and i know you love the store but ultimately you love making money sleeping at night and and i don't think you even can see the potential for your online business because you're too mired in this brick and brick and mortar thing so decide what this business is going to look like yep so do that raise some money through sales decide what the business is going to look like be ruthless. Nothing is you can if you cut it, you could always add it back later if you've made a giant mistake. And then you have to get your gross margin up to 70%. Okay. And you have to um you have to set a minimum margin contribution dollar for any product. And when you're deciding to buy something, that's what you decide whether you're deciding whether you keep it or you don't carry it, uh, that's what you can use to decide. Like you can love it all day long, but every time the Reiki lady walks past, hear a cha-ching in your head and it's money coming out of your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Not coming in. It's going out. <laughs> right. It's going out, even though it feels like it's going in. And okay. so, I think that those are the, the big things is that you have to, um, you have to like at least get your business to where it's covering its but there's so much more. And I would be happy to talk about this later, but say yourself, what does my business look like at the end of the year? What do I want to accomplish in the next three months, the next quarter and, nice. and write it down and share it with me. So I can ask you about I it. I will. I think you're going to be surprised. Okay. I would love to be surprised. I know how hard it is yes. to give this up. And I would love to tell you that, that, that I am the genius at this, but I feel like I faced a, a similar issue. I had a chain of six stores, oh my and God, you can't have have them all profitable at the same time and yeah. had so much going on that I really felt that's that sales solved all things and they do not. And I had to yeah. learn this. Like yeah. it was kind of painful. I mean, I didn't lose my business. I did sell my business, but man, I couldn't even tell you how many more sleepless nights I had in between. and, and, how much energy I wasted chasing the wrong things. Right. And so, so yeah, like you get to choose, but you can't just sit there doing the same thing. Like you gotta stop it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Did you ever done? Know? I'm I'm done. Seriously, you will get a follow-up from me. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. But let me think about this. Let me put together my plan yes. and I'd love to share it with you. So that I'd love to
0: see it because it's it's not that you're you know you're not worthy like your business is worthy you're you're worthy yes. you have something that's viable it's just that you have to you have to make money
1: absolutely absolutely and I, I so appreciate you taking the time because i think that one of the things that's so hard about this is that because you are so emotionally tied and it's so close is that that plan and that reality you know that dose of can I, can I swear? Can I say, can oh, sure. I say Holy shit? 84% of every dollar, you know, 84 cents on every dollar? I I, I can't, I didn't see that. I, I knew that it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad. And to have it done that way, it's sort of like, okay, and I'm not a quitter. I don't run away from problems. So to have some steps is so crucial. And I so thank you
0: for that. Oh, gosh, you're welcome. I thank you for sharing. Because who knows who's listening today or watching, because we do have a video, who um, who needs this, who's like walking around saying, I don't, and I used to do this. I'm the last one to get paid. I don't know where all my money is. How can I put a million dollars in the bank every year and be then borrowing money to pay my income tax? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so yeah. so I think right it's there, something yeah. we have to learn. It's just all right. So Anyway, thank you so thank much. You. Thank um, you. Guys, if you're listening and this is you, remember job one is to get those financials done, even though it hurts. Agreed. See you next week. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want and you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch this is training from our inner circle it's in our foundations unit our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site their product their pricing and they're ready to get on the path to success I want to share that with you so the url is the social sales dot com sales every day I'll stick it in the show notes See you soon.